Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and find up to half price of Neutralife and Good Health Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Monday, 5th of September, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Oh, what a beautiful weekend, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there, hope you got spoiled and had a great day with all your loved ones and family, I certainly did, I certainly did, it was a very special weekend with the family and the kids and uh, oh, absolutely loved it, the My Cup is full. This morning and Kempe, Morena to you, mate. Happy Father's Day. Aye, uh, yeah. Morena, Morena. Yeah, mate, it was a, a really nice day yesterday um, for Father's Day. Good start for myself out for a walk. Seen a lot of fans around Auckland uh, over the weekend, is he? Um, especially Warrior oh. fans down, some uh, young Fano from Hawks Bay bumped into them. A father and his two sons, he'd brought them up for the Warriors game on Friday. Uh, Saturday night, and um, to a lot of Gold Coast fans walking around, and and of course All Black, uh, a lot of All Black fans in town too, you know. So um, yeah, mate. And then Father's Day yesterday was just yeah, that's one of those days, eh, where you get to spend with the kids. And the afternoon had a kai. My daughter, um, she actually went and found a hangi for us. So 
We had a hangi and sat down, had some fried bread and a hangi. It was, uh, it was really nice. It was just a nice, slow afternoon. I enjoyed it. Yeah, beautiful. A hangi, Uncle. Wow. That would have been special for my Sunday. Uh, I had a beautiful, nice, slow-cooked roast lamb at home with some nice potatoes and a bit of cheese and cauliflower broccoli. A uh, little, little setup at the end there, mate. It was oh, so good. And then... You know, I was, it started and I was like, nah, we don't need any dessert. We don't need any dessert. Anyway, afterwards, I was like, mm, maybe, babe, just do that little chalky self-sourcing. <laughs> do that little little chalky self-sourcing for me, will you? And so she whipped it up. Now it was an awesome day, Kempi. I, I loved it. We went to actually Hamna for the weekend. If you're down in Christchurch, uh, there's a little spot here, an hour away called Hamna. And they've got some um, some hot pools there. So I just drove and, and, and went there just to get away and spend some time with the kids. And the kids loved it. They're just in the hot pools, and they've got these cool little slides there, and you've got to be five to go down them. And I uh, took up my son, and it was just kind of like that first moment you have as a father-son. Yeah. That, you, you, you know, you're going off and you're doing things together, and we both went up on the slide and went down, and he sat up the front, and we, it was pretty scary. I was... Man, packing myself. I can only imagine how Arlo was feeling. He was up the front. <laughs> we go down this little slide and we go down and come back and get off, man. Just seen his face. Just seen his face full of happiness and and just excitement, mate. I, I was uh it was a heart filling uh weekend for myself. So what I needed. What I needed. She's been a bit full noise down here in uh Christchurch Kempi. But yeah, happy Father's Day to everyone out there and uh hope you had had a great one. Because let's be honest. I've been saying, I went to the rugby yesterday, and I said it there, I went with uh, Matt Todd's wife, and I was with all the wives there, actually, and a couple of lads, and I said, this is our day, lads. This is our day where we can do whatever we want. And they laughed. They said, it's your day every day, let's be honest. And I'm like, that's what you think anyway. And I said, I was cracking up. Just trying to wind them up. Get and me. your Hawks Bay yeah. jumper. And my Hawks Bay jumper. Oh, and my Hawks Bay jumper, 25-8 up. And I was thinking, yes, 20 to go. This is home and hose. I'm standing up and I'm getting booed left, right and centre. And Matt Todd's daughter's throwing popcorn at me and telling me to shut up. And I'm like, just (laughs) rubbing it in. And then the unthinkable happens and they come back and steal it at the end with Tom Christie, who, may I say it, needs a bit of identity if he needs a needs a bit of hand there. Come see me there, Tom Christie. But, um, (laughs) yeah, Kempe. My heart was broken towards the end of that game. It was, uh, she was a windy old day, but yeah, heartbroken. Couldn't yeah. believe it. Know how you feel, mate. We went through the same thing on Saturday <laughs> night with seven minutes to go. I'm thinking <laughs> we're home and hose here, 14 points up, and next minute, yep, the old floodgates open. The old uh, the holes in defence started to appear, and and well, the rest is history. I don't know how the Gold Coast Titans they haven't won an away game for so long and yet they mm. came to the Warriors and they win one. You know what I mean? They And such a special weekend can be. And, and such, such a special, special weekend. weekend. Yeah, mm. it was like, you know, all the old boys were there and caught up with Ando on uh, on Friday after the show. We went uh, went up, up to Ponsonby and, and uh, had a couple of beers up at Hopper's Bar and caught up with him and Donk, uh, obviously, who did the breakfast show with us on Friday morning. It was good, mate, catching up, just laughing for hours mm. about the old days and what we're doing now. And he gave me a little bit of an insight, really. We should do a show on that about how he recruits here in New Zealand. You know, so mm. we know we know how the NRL people are coming over here and, and recruiting all of our best kids. Well, he gave me a real insight into how he's doing it. 
Um, and not only him. Not only him. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all doing it. Mm. And he, yeah, it was it was really interesting. But man, he's, he showed me some photos of some of the kids that he's got that he's taken over there. It was yeah, it was a really good uh, good catch up with him actually. And then obviously the game on Saturday, they rolled out all the old boys. So that two thousand and two mm. uh, Warriors side it was good to have Villa 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 Santi mate. Um, oh. The gorilla, Richard mate. Wilson. Haven't haven't seen him for ages, and no one thought that he'd show up. And he uh, he just popped out of nowhere. He didn't tell anyone. He popped out of nowhere. And, and Villa was a bit like that, bit of a mysterious guy when he was a player, you know. And then all of a sudden he's yeah. he's popped up. And PJ Marsh apparently well, – I haven't seen PJ for 20 years, and, and he looks exactly the same. And he – they reckon, mate, if you can get hold of PJ Marsh, you're doing really well. Well, he decided to come back. So, um, mm. you know, you had, you had all of them. I think the only bloke – that was probably missing from that side was Lance Hohaya, who's up in the oh, States. Yeah. So, States, yeah. but mate, yeah, Brent Webb, Toops was there. Um, uh, Henry Farfilly, he was funny. We're talking about all his try celebrations and, and of course, all the other other boys in the team there. Campo got Campo on Saturday night to talk a little, pre, a little bit pre um, about the, the uh, Warriors pregame. So, yeah, mate, it was good. It was actually a bit of reminiscing. Um, this mm. death time flies. I can't believe it. That was twenty years ago. Oh, it was so good to to see it. I was uh, I follow um Samir Butcher on uh, Instagram and old Matt Butcher gets all the scoop, mate, all the interviews. Anyway, he interviews Richard Villasanti and then he has a couple of others, Tuki and oh man, it was awesome. It yeah, was the awesome Butch to, loved it. To, he ran the lounge. The Butch would have loved it. Yeah. yeah. He ran the lounge, so I which I sort of because I was working, I didn't really take much notice of um, what was going on at the Warriors. But you walk into the Warriors and you go up the, the lift up to his old Mad Butcher Lounge. He doesn't have it anymore because he retired yeah. that last year. But he came back for this um, one reunion and set it back up again. So I walked up there and they're all – you go through the, the old Mad Butcher Lounge, but he had it all set out. All the old boys are up there and – yeah, you know, Monty was Monty was going off. He was so excited, along with Rubes. Oh, Ruben was the other bloke I'd seen, mate. Ruben is so fit, mate. Dee. Oh no, mate. Unbelievable. He's and he's, he's, and he's just yelling, hard. yelling out to all the boys. Yeah, eight o'clock tomorrow morning, boys. It's on. <laughs> I'm sort of looking around, going, <laughs> Yeah, you'll be there by yourself, mate, with all these blokes. <laughs> mate, I've heard so many stories about Ruben. Ruben Wiki, just his training, his engine, mate, his. Discipline, his dedication to to the art, and loves a wee drop of carver too. So he had the carver bowl going. He had the carver, he had the carver bowl going there for the boys. Like he always does, Rubes. You know, he's such a uh, such a team man. Um, mm. And that's a you know that story. He actually signed for the Warriors. I don't know if you know this, but he actually signed for the Warriors as a young kid, and mm. then went to Canberra and ended up having to. Um, I think it was go to court to get out of the Warriors contract. That's how he ended up at Canberra. But he'd signed before he'd went to Canberra. He'd actually signed for the Warriors. So um, he's mm. got he's got a he's got a soft he's got a soft spot for them. Obviously, um, coming back and playing for them. But mate, he looks like you can just throw a jersey back on tomorrow. <laughs> he is honestly, <laughs> it's scary. I'm not surprised. One of my trainers down here trained with him, and he is a freak in the gym. And he reckons that guy is just on another planet, on another level. Uh, Kempi, we've got a big show today. We're going to be talking some tennis shortly. Lots of sport happening here and abroad over the weekend. And this morning we'll chat US Open tennis to get an update on where the tournament's at. Mike Cation 
host of Behind the Racket, will join the show after 7 o'clock. And then after 8, after 8, I've dug into the archives, into the phone book, and I've pulled out David Harvilli, obviously a huge weekend, huge weekend uh, with him and Rico Ioannin putting in their most complete performance at a centre pairing, the All Blacks smashing Argies by 50 points. Any questions for David? Fire them through on double eight double three. We've got a few messages coming through already from Tim the Teacher and Steve-O, so we'll get to those shortly. But David Harvili after 8 o'clock. And remember, Quizzy Dag today, 0800 150 6.40-ish. 6.40-ish. Give us a go. Give it a go, mate. Honestly, this one's a doozy. This one's a doozy. We've got Neeps in the seat today, and, well, we looked at Neeps, and I just said, mate, are you all right? Because we bit early for you. Look, we bit early. The eyes look a bit red here. Yeah, he's giving me the thumbs up. Yeah, he's he's ready. Joe's just normal for Joe. He's on the phone hustling, so don't know what he's doing. But anyway, great to have the team in the back room. We're going to be talking all things sport, particularly the Warriors and our All Blacks. What a difference one week makes. All right, we're going to read some messages. Here we go. Tim the teacher, Morena lads, clinical, disciplined, creative, and pride back in the jersey. A week certainly is a long time in rugby. So well done to the mighty blue and red hoops of Buller for putting 48 on Poverty Bay over the weekend. Happy Monday, Tim, Tim the, teacher. the teacher. Yes, yes, Tim. Yes, Tim. What a difference a week, mate. Kimpy. Ah, yeah, just good, really shows. How good were they? Very good. Very good, mate. Three handling errors. Get that in you. 80 minutes and rain, slippery pill, the conditions were were quite poor, and they only make three handling errors. That's the all blacks. You know what that shows? That's, <laughs> that shows that if you get your head right, your head, your head right, and you prepare like your life depends on it, you get the results and you get the performance you're after. You look at Australia, South Africa. They got bullied. They got blown off the park week one. They go away, the media's against them, but like the All Blacks, everyone's down, uh, coming at them from left, right and centre, starting to question their heart and throwing them under the bus. And they come out and they bring a bit of edge and a bit of mongrel. Eben Estabeth, uh with Mike uh, oh, Alan Alator. Alan Alator. Uh, you see that little clip there? Yeah, I did. Of um, Eben Estabeth just holding them there like, that just reminds me of me, you, you Kimpy, <laughs> holding someone there just looking so angry. But, mate, just a week of preparing... And and pre- genuine preparation and, and bringing a little edge just does wonders. Look at it. And I thought so the good. frustration at the end of it too by the RGs when they, you know, especially when, yeah. when you said Dane Cole, you know, <laughs> when you talk about Dane Coles all the time, you know, and he comes on. I was just laughing. Oh, yeah. And then Brody Retallick comes on. Brody Retallick was putting his body in there, mate. You know, his head. Mm. He'd been on for five seconds and his headband had fallen off. Um, and I just thought, yeah, they are right under their skin here. And, and Colsey really was rubbing in. I think a lot of that too is about that mongrel, you know, like putting their bodies on the line. Uh, uh, Tuki Iho, he was awesome, mate. You oh, know, the yeah. way he carried the football. Uh, and and, and DeGroote and, and Lomax to an extent too, they, you know, they, they had to take a lot of, um, I guess, hits early on, but they set the platform again, that front row. You know, the boys that come mm. off the bench, I thought the bench was very good when it came on. Mate, honestly, I had I was in Hamner and I caught up with uh, the the scrum doctor, Mike Cron. Mm. Crono's got a batch in now uh, Hamner, and I was going through the pub there and I popped in, bumped into to Crono and had a great chat with him. 
And he got me thinking. He said something. So I can't claim this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat it. But what Chrono said to me about the um about Argentina. So the week before Argentina made 195 tackles, 95 percent tackle success. And he was like, mate, when do teams ever make 90 plus percent tackle success against the All Blacks? And I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, never, never. What's in our DNA? What is our greatest asset? We are athletes. We use our feet. We can step left to right, you know. And he got me thinking. He's like, this week the boys need to get their contact area right. We we can't just run straight into teams and just t-bone them and, and feel like we're going to physically exactly. dominate them. We've we've got to put some feet on. So I watched that game after he spoke about that, and I was watching the ball carry. You spoke about Lomax and and Tokyaho and uh, uh, you know the the uh, the Groots. You know they weren't actually t-boning. They were getting the ball on. You watched them. They're putting it on little feet. You know, getting the Argentine and uh, Argentina forwards having to move sideways and lateral and just catch them on a weak shoulder. So, totally different. What a, what a just a simple comment like that. Just that ball contact area. If you just change subtleties like that, just goes a long way to put in performance. Did you see that, Kimpy? A hundred percent. You know, they were talking about that express mm. expression last week of, and, and just getting out and playing footy. That's Makes a hell of a lot of difference when you're running into space. You know, you always hear about yeah. that. Like, find the space. Don't find the body because if you can find the – see how big and strong those Argentinians are when you ran straight into them and they held yeah. you up off the ground, then a second one would come in and hold you up. When you're finding space, they can't grab you. You know what I mean? They can't grab you and pull you back up off the ground. So, well, look, I thought they were really uh, – uh, Obviously, they had a good week, and and the analysis was mm. really good, and an astute um, analysis from Mike Cron, basically just saying, "Boys, just find your space a little bit, and the game changes so yeah. much." And all of a sudden, yeah. they're going bending the line, going through it. I thought Dave Havili was really good. Look, he, he reminded mm. me a little bit of a of a um, league five eight the way he played. You know, like a little chip kick here, then a, a nice drawn pass. You know, that nice. Um, uh, Rico Oani's line was running coming off him and you know, that's what mm. a really good second 5'8 can do You know, he's not just a crash ball person he's actually that link too to someone on the outside and and of course Rico had a, well, he was good he, he was very good so um, yeah How they're back they're he? back they're back <laughs> and they're at the top of the table who would have picked that yeah. who would have picked that for sure Kempi we're going to be talking lots of all backs lots of warriors and uh, well Plenty of everything. We've got David Harvey coming up after eight. Is he the Bay? Let one slip, bro. Go the mighty magpies. I know, Marshy. I know. I'm heartbroken. I was there with my son, and I copped it all at the end of it. Don't you worry. Anyway, we're going to have a can't wait question of the day. Can't wait question of the day. Oh, here we go, Kempi. Here we go, Kempi. I'm going to throw the question out. We'll go for a wee break, come back and get your answer to this. But double eight, double three, the question of the day. What would you score this Warriors season? Out of ten. Out of ten. <laughs> and why? And why? Let us know. <laughs> double eight, double three. Oh, only the Warriors could do what the Warriors... Did on the weekend, I couldn't believe it. 14 points in seven minutes. But anyway, can't wait question of the day. What would you score this Warriors season out of 10 and why? Double eight, double three, we'd love to hear from you. I'll get to your message after a wee break, Steve-O. But you're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
Yes, we're a couple of minutes away from half past six. We were here from Aroha and get a news update. Can anyone catch Max Verstappen? He's winning on his last Dutch Grand Prix and <laughs> well, he's chasing his second title and probably going to go back to back. Anyway, we asked the question, can't wait question of the day. What would you score this Warriors season out of 10? A message coming through from Chris. Two, one of the worst seasons ever. But don't worry, Johnson's not playing. <laughs> next year, but don't worry, Johnson's playing next year. Ha 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 ha! Oh, he's two. He is two from Chris. Another one from Brian. Warriors score out of ten minus three. Cheers, Brian. They will not make the top eight next season. Fact, Brian from Christchurch. So two and a minus three. Kempi for yourself. Oh yeah, it's a t- it's a it's a tough one to get any any higher than a two or three is I think that's around yeah. the money. You know they finished fifteenth, um, all mm. but the Tigers. They could have got that game last week. They would have made that one interesting against Canberra, but they got tonked anyway by Canberra. Um, yeah, I'd I'd say they'd have to be disappointed, um, especially with. It's that, that conversation, eh? Every preseason, we're going to go okay. And they come out and play all right in the trial. You know, they beat Melbourne thirty to eighteen in the first trial of the year, and everyone gets so excited. Win three of the first five, and then they only win three of the next seventeen. So, um, yeah, it's a really, really poor season from from them on on all counts. I think on and off the field. So, just about putting this one to bed. Coming home, resetting, like there's no more COVID conversation happening next year. Um, they find themselves in the same boat next year. I think it is, it's going to be a, a pretty different club, a pretty different looking club. So um, you know, a couple of positives to come out of the, the game. The young kid that played on the wing yesterday for Cronulla, he's heading here. Metcalf showed a bit of speed when he picked mm-hmm. that ball up. Um and I think he ran ninety to score Troy. So you know, we, we I like that. I like that we got some speed coming. Um, you know, then you've got the Nakor and Barnett. They made some starts to the Ford pack, and tomorrow Martin at six. And the conversation Brian uh, Chris says is here about Sean Johnson. I think there's more water to go under the bridge between now and the the start of next season. You know, yeah. uh, he did come out yesterday and say. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm looking at going around next year, but I think once he actually sits down, probably with his wife and and his family, and and has a real good think about does he really want to go through possibly this again next year? Because it was a pretty tough tough year for Sean Johnson. Um, we might mm. see we might see some other decisions being made between now and then. But but you've got eight weeks, you know, mm. eight weeks to to decide. So um, yeah, it's probably a two or three for me too. I agree with those two blokes. Yeah, Kempi, I'm a two. I'm a two. I just think, um, well, for a last, it'll be a one. So the West Tigers were last, and we're second last. I'll give it a two. But mate, yeah, you can't use the the coat. You can you can get be a bit lenient on them and, and just give them a little bit of yeah, leeway here with what's gone on over the last couple of years. But next year, there is no excuses. We're home. There's nine games at Mount Smart. They're in their own beds. They've got their own backyard. They've got their own gym. They're back in familiar surroundings so I'm expecting uh, a way better way better year has to be has to be can't go through another year like this but um, you spoke about the recruits I think it's more than that too Kempi I think they've got to get things sorted in the environment in the culture 
part of, of what the Warriors are about. The identity, you know. We had Donks on last week talking about New Zealand's identity and the Warriors' identity. It's totally different to what Australia brings. So there is so much more that Andrew Webster has to do to get this team to unite and get the buy-in of the community and the people of New Zealand because mm. when they're going good, we love them. And there is no better team to watch in the NRL when the Warriors are on form because they play a different style and a different brand of league than we used to. Mate, so. 21,000 people the on Saturday night. Mm. There you go. There you go. The biggest supporters. They have the fan base. They have the fan affair. But just can they reward them with some results? We'll soon see. We'll go away, Kempi. We'll come back and we'll talk some more NRL because the top eight, we've got the top eight, top eight makeup. And I want to pick your brains on uh, the Panthers, Eels, Storm Raiders, Sharks, Cowboys, Roosters. Rabbitohs, the top eight, is rounded out as we go into the playoffs. Anyway, let's head away and hear from Aroha. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. G'day, boys. How we going? I'm in the house today because uh, oh, because Louie and uh, the kids are out, so you've got the third string quarterback for Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. How good? Don't be so hard wow. on yourself, I'd mate. Put, back put yourself, you top, Joey. I'll put you top. You, you put me yeah. top quarterback. Yeah, because you're doing your top, push-ups. Top. You've been for a couple of runs. You're probably fitter. I am really fit, actually, boys. I, I went for a couple of runs over the weekend. I'm feeling good for the 20k. I'm up to five. Oh, good man. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm making good progress. Um, hey Joe. Yeah. But more more on that. Mentally, how good does it make you feel? Honestly, it, how good upstairs does it make you feel, bud? It makes me feel great. Like yeah, mental health wise, like confidence. Like I, yeah. I went to the clubs, I, I felt much more confident. Anyways, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you animal boy. You animal. Beautiful boy. Time for our Bunnings trade. It's what's up, boys. That Bunnings trade helping businesses is their trade. Okay, well, Max Verstappen, as you said, he won today, but Hamilton had a good chance of um, finally getting, I, I think it would have been his first one of the season, I, I think so, um, but unfortunately his team made a mistake with the tyre changes, and they put on like the wrong tyres uh, just before um, the end, and he ended up in fourth, he's furious, but I guess that's what f is, you know, um, tactical mistakes and... Um, you know, and they've had plenty of that over at Mercedes. Well, they put, what, they put off-road tyres on instead of slicks. How can you get that wrong? I think it was like the wrong yeah, way the tyres. Like, I, I, I think they, they didn't put on, like, the, they didn't match the conditions of the track. So they, they put on tyres that he, and he hadn't been using those the whole race. And they, I, Probably so an important job, that one, Joe. But I, anyway. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> important job. Um, yeah, might have might have been my brother in the pits. Um, and then... <laughs> Liam Lawson and Marcus Armstrong they went well in the sprint race yesterday in F2 finishing uh, first and fourth respectively however today uh, they finished 12th and 13th in the main race and then um, Manchester United got a 3-1 win over Arsenal how good is that? you know it three in a row you know it Joey three in a row we are back. Manchester United is back honestly I rate them I think they've got a good chance of topping the table coming season well not topping the table but coming close <laughs> we will. We'll win it. Yeah. Liverpool, Everton, nil all, nil all, draw, boring, yeah. boring. Oh. Uh, we're good. We're back to the promised land. Joey, anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, US Open's on right now, boys. Um, 
we've got uh, Berentini, the Italian, uh, 13th seed. He is currently uh, up against uh, a young Spanish man. They're in their fifth set, and he's uh, ahead 2-1 in the fifth. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. We're going to be talking to Mike Cation after 7 o'clock to get a wee bit more of an update on the tennis. Well done, Joey. Thank you so much for that little update, sports update around the world. Tennis, Joey Walker. A Going to break that Formula mile, Formula mile. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Hey, just hey, hearing he's, his he's voice, looking really he is good. confident. He's looking he is really confident good. because of you, Kempi. That one day when I videoed him doing two press-ups, struggling, struggling, and look, it's got on the back of his mind. And then you've stepped up, Papa, and you've said, come here, son. We're going to... We are going to do what we're going to do. And here we go, eh? You get the job done. Yep, not yet, let me tell you. This is his first, This is his last week of the month when he goes into phase two from Sunday. So I reckon you'll start seeing some changes in the next uh, four weeks. Mm. Okay. Look at a smile on his face. He can't wait. <laughs> I know, mate. He actually went into the clubs, and, and he must have got a wee wink or something like that because I've never seen that, that little glow in Joey's eyes. Well, Neeps, just just calm him down, Neeps, because um, we've never seen Joe so you're happy. You're next, Neeps. We need him to push those buttons, and he might get a bit excited, like sometimes when he leaves the mics on. But that's okay. We love you, Joe. You're a champion, mate. Keep up the good work. That was our wee update with Joey, and talking about. The EPL, Kempi. The EPL, Manchester. I never predicted that. 3-1 of the top, the top of the league, Arsenal. Eric Ten Hag has inspired and got this team back. Can we get confident? Can we get confident about it? Going forward, who have we got in the next match? We've got Crystal Palace coming up next week, so not a bad one. She'll get the points there. Leeds United. And then Man City in three games' time. That is the time. Manchester, the battle of Manchester in three weeks' time. That is when we get a real understanding of where this team's at. But, mate, mm. your Leeds United coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, they're going all right, too. Mm. You know, like mm. we said, you know, can they finish mid-table? Because they're right at the top at the moment. Man City, Liverpool only drawing yesterday. That's uh, mm. that's a turn-up, mate, against Man City against Aston Villa and, and of course, Liverpool Everton. I picked Liverpool to, to smash Everton in that local derby. But Man mm. U, mate, on a roll against Arsenal, 3-1. Who would have picked it? Seriously, who would have really picked that? Tottenham. Are the Smokies? Yeah, you know they go. They just they just continue winning. They they won two one against Fulham, um, mm. and we've got Chelsea West Ham United as well, where Chelsea got up two 0 so two uh, one against West Ham. So there'd be a few. I know quite a few West Ham supporters down here. They hey, they crazy. They crazy supporters. <laughs> Seriously, they're like the Canterbury Bulldog supporters, right. They're all crazy in that thing. I've watched a few films and, wow, well, shed some light on what goes on after the games. But my favourite match of the round, Everton, nil all draw against Liverpool. Just want to say that because Kez is not here and I just want to rub it into him. <laughs> worry, he's so I love rubbing it into Kez. Gimpy, quickly before we get off to Quizzy Dad, coming up shortly, 0800-150-811. The top eight, the top eight, it is set. Can the Cowboys be stopped, mate? They pummeled. The Panthers. Yeah, they pummeled a second team Panthers side, though. Is um, Look, for me, it's... I reckon it backfires, Kempi. I reckon it always backfires. Uh, when you rest a few, they lose the momentum, 
They go into the playoffs and they can't find it again. Yeah. Do you think he's made a mistake, Ivan? Well, he's been there a number of times now and he's actually got one last year, you know what I mean? Mm. So he's sort of, you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. But up against Parramatta, the team they struggle with this, this weekend, if Parramatta get them, yep, and I think they're a dead set chance of getting Penrith this weekend. Cleary's going to be a game short. Uh, they've all had a week off. Yes, they're fresh, but they've not got no cohesion going into this game. It's mm. Parramatta are on fire. Then I think it's set up for Melbourne because Melbourne finishing fifth, they're, they go to the yeah. other side of the draw and go down and play all the other teams that are coming back out and could be playing um, an easier run through to the finals. So. Mm. It's a yeah, it's a real interesting one for me. Still, Penrith to lose. I I got to say that you know they're they're by far the the better team. Roosters without Joey Manu. Joey Manu tore tore a calf, yeah. so that's a massive loss. And can South Sydney really hit some form through here? So I made the the final yeah. series this weekend, uh, a big weekend for a couple of teams. I think we will probably see the the back end of Canberra. I don't think they'll they'll get through, but the re- the other one I can't pick anyone. You know, any one of the other roosters, you're going to pick the roosters or the or the South Sydney. They played last week and the roosters got them, but no mm. Joey Manu this week can South return it. Beautiful, Kempe. Beautiful. Joey Manu's out yet. Rabbitohs roosters coming up this week. I'm going Cowboys. I'm going to put my money on the Cowboys to go all the way and get the job done. Time for Quizzy Dag. 0800 150 to take on the Quizmaster to win a $50 TAB. And just to let you know, 8.40 today, we are announcing the winner of Quizzy Dag, courtesy of Willamette Travel, to head to the Gold Coast. Ah, Gold Coast Supercars 500. Could it be you? Stay tuned. 8.40 is back soon. This warehouse spring frenzy sale and find up to half price of Blackmores and Swiss vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or this might be an absolute disaster. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150. 811 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I haven't heard that for ages. Yeah. And you know what? That was actually Baz in that. He was like, <laughs> you hear his little voice. <laughs> oh, and you think you're funny, Mark, eh? Great. That's the cowboy stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Good old oh, Mark having a wee standard as for tipping. Tipping. The Cowboys, well, we all know what Kempe did to the Bronx. Maybe I'm going to do it to the Cowboys. Oh, that, was a, that was a death now, wasn't it? They're a chance to finish ninth. They're a chance. They're a chance. And, well, Tim from Christchurch has a chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. Remember, 840-ish today, we're announcing the winner to head over to the Gold Coast. But here we go. Timmy, Christchurch, morning. How we doing? Ah, very good, mate. Very, very good on this beautiful, cloudy morning here in Christchurch. But it's all right. We've had some good weather, mate. Can't be too uh, ungrateful. Here we go. Question number one. The All Blacks are currently first place in the Rugby Championship standings. How many bonus points do they have? 
two. Two is correct. Question number two. With the Warriors going down to the Titan, who sits last on the NRL table? Wooden Spooners, my team. Uh, is it the doggies? No, it's not the doggies. Sorry, Timmy. Have a good day, mate. Simon from Auckland, morning site. How you going? Good, thank you. Very, very good, mate. Uh, with the All Blacks going down to the Titans, ah, oh, with the Warriors going down to the Titans, who sits last on the NRL table? Sorry. Um, be the West Tigers. West Tigers. Can Benji Marshall bring them back? Please, Benj. Here we go. Question number three. Yesterday, Tai Tuivasa was knocked out in the UFC by Cyril Gain. Where was this event held? Um, oh, I might need a clue on that one. Home of the snails. Home of the snails? The snails. Oh, France, France. Where? Oh. Um. Uh, Five. Paris. Four. Sure. Paris is correct. Good guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. Max Verstappen began his race in pole position this morning. Who began in second? Five. Ooh, um, four. Three. I'll just have a guess. Two. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. One. Lewis Hamilton is incorrect. Ah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Have a good day. Brenton from Auckland. Morning, Brenton. What's up, brother? Morning, my man. Yeah. Morning. Morning, brother. Morning, bro. Here we go. Good luck, Brenton. Max Verstappen right. began his race in pole position. Who began in second place? Can I have a clue, Kimpy, mate? I don't know. Oh, I'll give you. A sh- I'll give you his first name, Charlie. Charlie. Oh. Don't even Five, know when you're playing too many four, drivers, mate. Three. Give it to someone two, else, mate. Not on to it today. Right. <laughs> oh, all good, Brinson. Have a good day, brother. Brett from Huntley. Brett from Huntley. After pigs. Trust your pig. After pigs. After the <laughs> well, I was a bit unnumbered by Auckland Uni fans. Very well. I'll give it to the Warren straight from the other kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved your popular. tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine what was coming out of your waha. I love it. I love and it, And of course, some pig supporters will go, who's this fella? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just a supporter from Izzy and Campy for breakfast. Love it. <laughs> nah, much. it was awesome. It was an awesome game, man. I love watching that. Oh, man. So good. Here we go, Brett. Um, Max Verstappen. Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Well done. Question number five. Joe's changed it and made it an easy one. But anyway. Who did Manchester United beat today? Well, then, uh, Marcus Rashford got two goals, too. He's on fire. Uh, they beat yes. the R. They beat the R. Now, they did beat Arsenal. Well done, Brett. Appreciate it, mate. Do you enjoy your night Saturday? Yeah, bro, those conditions were tricky as it was pelting down during the Pigs game. Um, and yeah. the, like the, the surface was good, but you could see it pooling around the outside of the field. So, bro, the ABs were hot, man. And just those low numbers just got our loose forwards into the game, bro. And we were just able to convert off that. 
You know, what was your, what was, not giving away penalties. Yeah. What was the little difference, notable difference you saw from that performance? What was the one thing you could pinpoint to? That those low numbers got go forward and they were vicious, man, at the breakdown. Yeah. There was just real, real yeah. intense in that, at that breakdown area. Oh, man, rugby looks hard. <laughs> it does when you got those big bodies running for you. Hey, appreciate it, Brett. Thanks for your call, mate. And well done. You won a $50 TAB bonus bet. You don't need it. You've won plenty. Oh, soft anyway. <laughs> soft maze. Don't get me started. Kempi, Kempi. We'll come back and have a chat to Kempi about soft maze because it ruined my weekend. Let's be honest. We'll be back soon. Yes, good morning. Coming up to 7 o'clock. I've got my nice coffee delivered by Daisy and the kids. Oh, it's my highlight of. The morning, but before we went away, Brett touched on it, Kimpy. Sofa maze. Ah, oh, ah, oh, no. Mate, multi. Haven't, haven't spoke to Al yet, but um, apparently uh, a couple of little injuries on the little girl. Mm. And uh, I listened to Lisa Allpress talk about her rides for the day earlier on in the day on the, on, on the TAB channel, and she had rated it highly in that race and just never really got into it, as you know. And I know we, we all had multis. With Sophomay's in there, she comes home. We're we're uh, yeah, we're pocketfuls of it. But that's racing, mate. You know, like that um, is racing. That's that's just racing for you. If we 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 get that one, Alan would won't be too happy. But um, we'll, we'll talk to Alan about that eventually. Yeah, we'll flick him a wee message. But no doubt, Sophomay's great horse. Just had a few niggles before the race, but great to see Mr. Brightside Steam on oh, over in good. Australia. And Zaki. And Eduardo. And Eduardo. Mm. Some good horses racing back on our racetrack. So good to see. Coming up, we're going to talk to Mike Cation. We're going to talk to him about the US Open tennis. Well, before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ Monday, the 5th of September. It's just after 7 o'clock. You got Kempi and myself holding down the fort while Louie has a wee break today. He gets a Monday off because he is a busy, busy boy, that is for sure. Doing all things sport, racing, covering it all. So enjoy your rest. You got Joe in the back room with Neeps. Neeps is in the house. Wow. He is still awake. He hasn't fallen asleep just yet. <laughs> He's holding it down. And obviously the beautiful Aroha keeping us updated with what's going on in the sporting world. Lots coming up. We're going to talk to David Harvey after 8 o'clock. We've been talking sport and, wow, we've been talking NPC. Remember the Farah Palmer Cup? 
The final this weekend, Auckland taking on Canterbury. Can anyone stop Kendrick Oxage and Canterbury as they uh, put on a performance yesterday afternoon against Wellington, beating them by 30-odd points, and uh, they're just steaming their way through to the final. And obviously Auckland getting up over the defending champions, Waikato. So a cracking final next weekend in the Far of Palma, and then obviously the MPC. A message here from Steve-O. Good morning, gentlemen. What a weekend. How good was Northland, Kempe? How good was Northland? Not too sure about the ref giving offside to Northland's number four. And Sam Kane, take a bow, son. All the pressure in the world. Very well played. Have a great day, Steve-O. Northland, getting the job done. What Kempe. a, what a difference that? a week makes. Mm. How good. Hey, what a difference a week makes for Sammy Kane. Oh, if you dig a little bit deeper and you understand why he was able to do and have such an influence on the game, mate. A man under so much pressure, and he just really showed why he is our number one seven and what he has done. Has that changed your mind with Sammy Kane's performance? Double eight, double three, let us know. Love to hear from you. Can you just eat your hat for a wee bit? Or you still got your doubts. Yes, it is only one performance. We all know that. And the All Blacks are yet to put back-to-back performances together, Kempe, but pretty impressive from Sammy Kane. It was. It was a really nice touch, too, when he walked off the pitch and everyone, you know, showed their appreciation for the skipper Mm. and the amount of work that he'd done. You know, out there, no headgear, put his his body on the line. I thought, mate, nice line he ran to go through and... And uh, mm. and set up the try, you know. So uh, a pretty good all-round effort from our our number seven. Yeah, beautiful, Kempi. We'll touch on that, no doubt, throughout the show. But right now, we're going to talk some tennis. I'll throw it to you to introduce our next guest. Yeah, well, we all all know it was pretty pretty busy on the weekend. Loads of sports. So we'll forgive you if you haven't stayed across Flushing Meadows, the US Open. It's well and truly underway. And to give us an update on what has already been an eventful tournament is tennis commentator and host of Behind the Racket podcast, Mike Cation. Morena, Mike. How are you? How are you guys? Yeah, really good, mate. Um, the runner, Serena Williams, came to an early end, but pretty outstanding for a 40, 40 year old, don't you think? Yeah, it's been in a really emotional week here in New York. I was lucky enough actually to call her last two matches um, against uh, Tamjanovic and also the win that she had over Conte. I think it really kind of showed though if, if this is indeed the end, it's really the perfect ending. Just this incredible win over the number two player in the world when frankly a lot of people thought she wasn't going to even be able to get out of the first round. And then even in the loss against Tamjanovic, who played just a fantastic, well-composed, elite-level match, you know, Serena fought off six match points before she eventually bowed out. It just kind of showed this fighting spirit. But this entire week has entirely been about... And so I... um, Sorry, guys, I think I got another call there. But I was going to say this entire week has been all about Serena Williams, and I think we're at this kind of point right now where it's the opportunity to kind of get into the tennis now. Yes, get back into the tennis. So just quickly on, on Serena before we move on to the rest of the tournament. Obviously, there was so much pressure and, and hype, and you obviously had all the superstars in, in the sporting world there uh, in the stands watching greatness before them. But for Serena, the pressure, now that it's, it's finished and she can move on, and she's going to play other tournaments, uh, we, we know that for sure. Can she go on and, and maybe take one more before we see the end of it? 
No, I mean, I think this is it. I, I really do think this was the last one, guys. Um, I, so I think there's it. still... Yeah, I, I, I mean, that was kind of the implication. I mean, she has not mm. fully said that's it, it. Um, but I don't know that... Listen, I think if anything, if she plays anything from here on out, um, it'll be the Australian Open. I don't see her playing any smaller events at this stage. Um I, I, this is, it's, it's hard to fathom her winning a title at this stage. I mean, it's, mm. it's not outside of the realm of possibility, but it's hard to see. And with her greatness, her level, if she's not able to win a tournament, there's no real point in playing it for her. Um, so I do think this is it. I think the way it happened the last couple of days, like I said, beating the number two player in the world and then fighting off all those match points. I really think that was a really good final chapter on the book of the career of Serena Williams. Yeah, no, it was, it was an outstanding effort for me to get uh, past the number two. What about Cam Norrie? Um, he's, a, he's a player with Kiwi Connections. Uh, Mike, you know, you probably followed him a bit on the circuit. Can you tell us a little bit about his rise in the tennis circuit? I'm sorry, you cut out just for a second. It's probably my wireless, which is not great here. But which which player? I apologize. Cam Norrie. Have you been following Cam oh, Norrie? Cam Norrie. Yes, I've, I've known Cam for a long time since actually he was in college here in the States. Um, he's one of those guys uh, who's obviously into the fourth round here in the U.S. Open. And he's the epitome of a, a player who has put in all of this effort to get to where he is right now as a top 10 player in the world. He's going to be taking on Andre Rublev tomorrow. Um, came to play here in the States as a collegiate player, went to TCU for three years. Um, but what he's been able to do of late, he's really done a, a fantastic job of making sure he has a really formidable weapon on that backhand wing. And he's really a guy who's under the radar um he, he's not incredibly vocal he's not exactly the most flashy player um but at the same time he has everybody's respect because he's out there working harder than everybody else um he's got these incredible opportunities in front of him along with what you guys have down in new zealand but he's also got the british ties so he's got the the british press on him but He's just one of those delightful, hardworking guys, and he's uh, going to be taking on Andre Rublev tomorrow. And I think it's a realistic possibility to see him potentially into the quarterfinals um, where he might face Rafael Nadal. Yes, and the other side, the, the, the one of the match, the round, the matches of round of 16 is Medvedev taking on Kyrgios later on this morning here in New Zealand, 11 a.m. How does that unfold? Does the circus continue? And I'm talking about Kyrgios. <laughs> You know what? I, I think the circus is going to continue, frankly, for either player. Um, it's Daniel Medvedev has certainly a little bit of a circus atmosphere himself. I'm actually going to be calling that match tonight on U.S. Open Radio. Um, it, 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 it's a fascinating matchup because they played just a couple of weeks ago, right, with uh, Nick Kyrgios winning that match. What he's been able to do this summer, obviously... Um, I, I know you guys know it well, but he suddenly settling all of these demons and allowing himself to have just a great run of play. He's been healthy. He credits um, his new girlfriend that he you know, met at the beginning of the year. That has been bringing him st some stability. Both of his parents are back in Australia. Both of them are sick. So I think it's given him a little bit of perspective as well. There's been no doubt since he really burst onto the scene in 2014 that he is an elite top 10 level player. It's been a matter of getting his brain to just kind of acknowledge what the body is. Um, I, I don't know what I, I think, you know, the, the question has been for so many years, the fact that Kyrgios hasn't been able to do it in best of five sets against the best players in the world. 
I think he was right there against Novak Djokovic in the Wimbledon final. Um, I think he's going to be ready tonight. It's going to be nuts. There is one bit of an issue and that it is, it is uh, we've got some storms rolling in. So it looks like the roof will be closed tonight, um, which actually does favor Nick Kyrgios. It potentially could speed up the courts just a little bit as well. That is certainly in his favor. I, I, everything points towards a good opportunity for Nick. But Daniil Medvedev, he loves this stage. He loves the court that is Arthur Ashe Stadium because of how big it is. It gives him a lot of room to roam, and he's very rangy. So I'm I'm actually really excited to call it um, with Mark Woodford and Jose Higueras, a couple of guys, veterans, um, uh, players themselves. And it, it, this is going to be very entertaining because these crowds this week in New York have been um, above average. In fact, they've been setting records this week. It's going to be packed in there and noisy and loud, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Mate, talking about the crowds, how do they take to Nick Kyrgios? Obviously, just what he does to his own box, and he sprays him left, right, and center, and then the U.S. Open has come out and, and delivered him, or handed him the biggest fine in tennis history. I think it was 11000 US dollars, if I was reading, but um, how do they take to his like persona? They love him. Yes, um, it, you know it's one of those things, guys. Um, the best way I can say it is, it's there's a pretty distinct divide. It seems like it's about forty years old. Um, if you are younger than forty, the the younger audience really truly loves him because he does have such passion, plays with that passion throughout. And yes, it can come out in some very negative ways, some some ways that really offends people, right? Um, but I, I do sense like the older population of tennis, they kind of like things a little bit more formal. This is a sport of gentlemen, right? And and it's very difficult. So you will definitely have this mix of wild applause. You've also got a lot of people who just frankly don't like him at all. Um, but the ones that are louder and the ones that are going to participate are much more active for him unless he goes a little bit crazy and then you'll start getting those boos. So um, I, I know that I think there's a reason. I don't know if you guys know this, but Netflix is going to be coming out with a documentary early next year on the tennis circuit, much like they did for Formula One earlier the last couple of years. They have been featuring Nick Kyrgios almost exclusively. I, I tell you, I've been Superstar. watching throughout this year at, <laughs> it, at various different events. He is the one they're following at every single place that he plays, and I think there's a reason for that. He is Drama dynamic. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. So I, I think it's been really fun to watch because this crowd in New York really loves him. And Daniil, of course, has some history here in New York as well. Oh, it makes a lot of sense now, Mike, that you've just put that out there to our New Zealand followers. That uh, Nick Kurios, he's obviously got a camera on his face 24-7. is why he's playing up. He's playing up. Yeah, I think that I think that factors in because this is this is one of those things that once that documentary comes out, I mean, you've seen what it, it's done for Formula One, right? He's already mm. one of the biggest stars in our game. It is going to take it to a more casual sports fan. They haven't seen him necessarily. It, the merchandising opportunities for him and the sponsorship opportunities, it's going to be through the roof for Nick Kyrgios. Hey, just one more question before we let you go. On the women's side of things, is anyone who's genuine challenger to that number one seed, uh, Schwarzschild, or is, is she just too good? Yeah, listen, Iga's uh, f incredible. Um, 37 match winning streak earlier this year, but she's kind of going through a, a more difficult patch right now, only winning six of her last 10, I guess seven after uh, seven of 11 after her win last night. 
the, the beautiful part right now about the women's game is that it is pretty wide open. I think a lot of people right now, frankly, guys, are pointing at Coco Goff. Is this potentially the year where she's able to break through and get that first Grand Slam, especially here at home? Um, I think Caroline Garcia, French woman, is in the same part of the draw. That could be a potential quarterfinal matchup, Goff versus Garcia, that I think a lot of people are pointing to. And I think also you have to put in um, Arena Sabalenka. She is the sixth seed here this week. She has a lot of power and a lot of pace. These courts are playing a little bit faster, guys. And so I, I think she's somebody you have to keep an eye out for. But, I, I, you know, it's pretty wide open on the women's side. But I, I think everybody still regards Iga Shvantec as the favorite for now. Hey, Mike, thanks a lot for joining us this morning on ECNZ. Uh, go well, mate, and look forward to listening to your commentary. All right, sounds so good. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the time. That's great. That's Thank Mike, you, Mike. Mike Cation, tennis commentator, the host of Behind the Racket podcast, giving us everything at Flushing Meadows. Man, Nick Kyrgios, that makes sense. I watched that, Izzy. I watched that where he was going off. What I think was his it was actually his team in the uh, in the box. Saying to the, he was basically saying, you're a spectator. Sit down, you're a spectator. And I'm, I'm like, man, this guy, he just knows how to get people going. Mate, it makes sense. You're dead right. You get a camera and sounds funny. I've touched on it. All or nothing, all backs, when they came into camp, you knew who had a mic on them because you were like, who is this? <laughs> Steve, 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 is that you? Shaggy, why are you being like that? You never, ever do that. Or like the other, the nutritionist comes on the park and hands out all these things. And you're like, hey, and then you see this little wire down the back. You're like, oh, they've all changed. He is 100% putting on a show <laughs> for Netflix. It makes sense why he is spraying his own box. I'm like, what a loser. What yeah, an idiot. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Breaking news. <laughs> Oh, so good. Mike Cation, breaking news. The Formula One, seeing what it did for Formula One, Kimpy, you can only imagine this is going to just draw numbers, the views that this show is going to get, the behind the scenes, because I, I, I still know limited about Formula One, but, man, after watching that series, I was, I become a fan. You know, you get a real inkling of what goes on and the money that is poured into this. The, 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 rich, you know, the riches that it is as in Formula One, but... These drivers and how fast and, and what they put their lives on the line for, mate. It, it's, it's inspiring and it gives you a real insider's look to what goes on. So I'm excited for that tennis. Yeah, Nick Curious. What a superstar, mate. Because of course mm. he's going to be the number one attraction. So, yeah. you know, what's going to be interesting if they get like Nick Curious giving you your feed and John mm. McEnroe giving you your dessert in the in the conversation. I'm looking for I'm looking it will be one that I'll be um, waiting to, to come out to watch. I'd like to see it. Yes, I can't wait, mate. I can't wait. It got me excited. Uh, for sure. Anyway, that was uh, Mike Cation talking about the US Open. Serena Williams is over. She is done and what a genuine goat. The greatest of all time. Coco Goff. Can she hold it down? Danielle Collins, she's as well. She's a US uh, participant, and she is going to hopefully do it for the United States. That was my occasion. We're going to go away, and we're going to come back with Kempi's off the back fence. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. This week's Warriors review will be hard to watch given that they were up a massive 14 points with less than 10 minutes left on the clock. Once again, the Warriors snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. 
And this simply reinforces that if we have learnt one thing, just one thing, it's that the Warriors' defence, especially on the edges, has shown no improvement at all this year. So who is accountable? And why is the club happy to roll into 2023 with no one taking responsibility for this poor defensive effort? Do we honestly believe that simply returning to New Zealand after COVID was going to be the answer to the major problem this team currently has? This problem is defence, or lack of it. It was always going to be an interesting match between the two teams notorious for the leakiest defence in the comp. While the Warriors were on attack, this awful weakness was masked by the Titans' comparably terrible defence. Unfortunately, once the Titans got the ball and run a play, the Warriors had no answer. Let me be clear, this is not only the players' problem. The faces of the Warriors said it all. They were gutted. Once more, they did not have the tools to respond, and it's simply like sending an army into battle with a BB gun. For me, something needs to give. Yes, loyalty and friendships are good traits to have in an organisation, but unfortunately, they may not win you football games or even a premiership. I think it's a good time to show the defensive coach the door, and I don't mean the door to another part of the team's coaching room. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Defence wins titles, Kempe. It's simple as that. We honestly we worked so hard on our defence when we went on our title run with the Satyrs. That was at the fourth. That was our main priority. Put teams under pressure and just defend like your life's depend on it. You look at the stats, differential, points differential for the Warriors, minus two hundred and ninety two, second only. Second only to the West Tigers who were minus three hundred and twenty seven. So they leaked plenty of points and it it was all over the park. When you're leaking 14, the last seven, uh, 14 points in the last seven minutes, Kempe, like it's, yes, you've got, you got to have systems, but you've also got to have a, a mindset and a will to defend and, and defend like your life depends on it. But at the moment, it's been the same situation throughout the year. And we know the defensive coaches, Justin Morgan, he's been in there for a few years now. And things probably haven't eventuated like they have. And we, I touched on it a while ago. When they announced and they appointed Andrew Webster, was it going to be a fully changed backroom? No. Justin Morgan has stayed on. Andrew Webster comes in as the coach. Look, honestly, if they're going forward, Justin Morgan needs to go away and innovate and find something if he is going to be that defensive coach. Because right now, when you're leaking the second most points in the competition... You can't win anything. You just can't. And defence is is a real f- indication of where your club's at and where your team's at and where your minds are at. Mm-hmm. And when you're leaking that many points, you're not there. You're not on the money. So can they change? Are they going to be brave, Kempe, to make the change? No, well, I don't think they will be brave. But you look at what um, the All Blacks have done with the with the Fords coach. You know what I mean? Does the, it mm. does make a difference if you get the right person in there? You know, you look what Argentina's done with David Kidwell, and that mindset that he brings. Because we all know that David Kidwell is, you know, pretty aggressive in defence. So, I think that they can't go into next season with the same structure in and around defence. If they do, well, we know what's going to happen. I still think you're going to have mm. a lot of the young blokes out there on the edges, um, and of course, you know, we've got tomorrow Martin and possibly Sean. Uh, defending out there as well, which doesn't sort of you know give give your bags of confidence um, in that front line. But 
for me, the game on the weekend, when it, when it was 14 points, you know, people asked me, what do you think about the game? I said, it's too hard to call. You know, like Both teams, it's going to go right down to the wire. And even at 20 to 6, you know, they went 26-12. Then in all of a sudden, seven minutes, it was bang, bang, we go into extra time. What that reinforced for me was the defensive effort over 80 minutes yeah. just has not been there all year. You should have closed the game out at 20 to 6. You actually... The boys should have put the game to bed. They had three sets of six, um, which was, I think, a key moment of the game on the tr- on the try line just before half time. And Dejan Arce decided to put a little kick through for himself, mm. not for anyone else. And the ball went dead. They get seven. They get seven um, tackles. Go down the other end. Score a try. And mm. you know that part of it is just that you're talking about game management, but. When you're talking about game management, you're also talking about making sure that you're, you're managing that game. So your defensive line, which is f- fragile, doesn't get put under pressure. Mm. And unfortunately, it's just got put under too much pressure this year and they can't do the same thing next year. Yeah, you're dead right there, Kim. We're going to go away and we're going to come back and we're going to get the choices floor and poll and then we'll pick this straight up. We'll pick this straight up for sure because there's a message coming through from Daniel um, talking about the leadership. And that last... Seven minutes, the leaders stand up, need to take control, and what we saw in that last seven minutes was, well, total opposite. Anyway, we're here here from Aroha for the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, it is 27 away from 8. Louis is away and so is Kez, so third string quarterback Joe is in. Um, choice of flooring ball, yep. choice is flooring ball, boys. You're definitely third now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my mum was, you know, my mum was saying to me uh, yesterday. She was like, "I can never understand what you're saying, Joe. You're always mumbling." And I said, "Mum, I'm 23. Why didn't you bring this up 23 years earlier?" It's quite interesting. Um, but anyway, so it's Choices Flooring Poll time. Uh, Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of Choices Flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. We're going to uh, swing right a little bit and uh, talk about the All Blacks. Obviously a great performance uh, from a lot of the players. My question to you boys is, whose profile does this All Blacks performance boost the most? Is it Rico Ioani? Richie Moanga, Sam Kane, or Joe Smith? And I can say that I've already put up the poll, and currently it's same Sam Kane at 48%. Mm. Yeah, I'm heading down that uh, same path for me there, Joe, with uh, your choices flooring poll. I think Sam Kane just really delivered a performance that was needed by him. No doubt he's been under a lot of pressure and a lot of criticism and uh, expectations when you carry the armband for the All Blacks. But... Uh, his ability to to just really stamp his mark on the game, I think defensively, that's where he really showcased what he's about. He's launched into some tackles. You watch his, his game. He was diving and putting shots on these big players, Lavanini and, and Matera and co, just running big and hard, and he stopped them in their tracks plenty of times. And then that allowed him to get that confidence and his his game going, and we saw how good he was around the park. So for me, definitely Sam Kane. I thought they complemented each other really, really well. Um, Shannon Rizal did his role. Artie Savier uh, um, did what we needed from an eight. So um, Sam Kane for me, Kempi, I think that really just took a bit of 
pressure off him, no doubt. He's got to keep mm. doing it week in, week out, because that's what All Blacks do, but a step in the right direction for Sam Kane. Oh, def- definitely. I, I totally agree with you. I think from a from a playing perspective, Sam Kane's profile is the one that everyone was looking at on the weekend um, to see whether or not he could perform after all the pressure that he's been put under, and he's admirably stood up and, and, mm. and done that. Uh, but I did think about the question, Joe, I didn't know that you were writing this, but I did think about that on Saturday night after the game about Joe Smith, you know what I mean? So you've got an attacking coach and a, and a forwards coach come in and then you get a 50-point win three or four games into, into the changes and it's starting to take some shape. And I think Joe Smith, for me, is the profile that people will start to look at now, especially if they can go back-to-back, if they can go and get the bledders low now, you know, and, and and cement that, then people will start to th- to talk about Joe Smith and 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 the dif- the difference he's making to the side, especially on offense. Because you got to think offense; they score fifty points. It's pretty impressive. Mm. Yeah, but, and then you get it. Like we touched on it earlier, Kempi, and and I, if you you touch on assistant coaches taking accountability, if you watched the breakdown last night, you you would have heard from J- uh, Jason Ryan on there, and and they touched on the week before. And the week that we've just seen, obviously the second match in Hamilton, he was vulnerable as they come. He was honest. He said, "Look, I I probably did, I didn't get my preparation right. You know, mm. I, I take that on the chin. I didn't expect. Um, well, I should have knowing David Kidwell was going to go in there to. And you watch the Argentine in that first Test match, the ability to hold the players up, so they are scrapping them and trying to keep them on their feet. You know, that's what leagueies do. They try and wrap them up and and hold them uh, off the ground, and that's what they are doing. And they're frustrating the All Blacks. So. And and Jace Ryan spoke about it. He said, I should have known that with David Kidwell. We've watched games when they've done it against other teams, but I didn't get the ball contact error right. And all it took was a simple message from him. The boys, we can't run straight and direct into these players. We've got to put our foot on them. Mm. We've got to get behind them and, and stop them from getting over the ball and dominating us behind the game line. He came out, he showed vulnerability, and they made the change. So like he questioned that. himself. Yeah, I, I like that. And then that. on the other side of it, and it got me going about Justin Morgan. Has he ever shown any vulnerability and said he has got it wrong? He hasn't. So you got total different, um, you know, coaching where someone, you know, takes it on the chin and, and, and tries to be better week in, week out, where the other side you just don't hear about it and it's just the same, same. So I went back, yeah. and, re- I went back and read that, Izzy, after you said that last week, you know, because I, I said it'd be really nice for the coaches to stand up and own this. And, and you mentioned that Jason had gone out and said, look, I, I got it wrong. So I went back and read it, and I like re- I like that guy. You know, he's just so transparent. Mm. The, the 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 catch you're talking about in rugby league, they call it the catch. They catch players and hold them up. You look at it mm. in an NRL game, they catch them, they hold them up. A third man comes in, and it takes a time, and buys you two seconds, uh, a couple of seconds, so that you can wrestle and get him on the ground and stuff like that. And of course, David Kidwell's going to come in, and one of the first things he's going to teach him is how to hold yeah. people up because they've been doing it for mm. years. You know, so. It was a real – I always thought it was really difficult to do to rugby union boys because they get their, their um, centre of gravity so low to the ground. But yeah. the movement of feet and finding space when you're so low to the ground, man, hard to catch you then, you know. Mm. And that got them through the line, over the top of the ball, quick ball, and then it was all on. So well done to Jace Ryan. Well done to Joe Smith. He's my choice. Yeah, Joe Smith showing uh, a difference. What a week makes. And if you get the top two inches right, wow, it's dead in the right direction for the team to put in a performance. The question is, is it enough for you? Have you seen enough to change it? Are we going back? Are we having a repeat of South Africa? We thought it was all gravy, 
But the players, but if you heard Rico Ioane's post-match interview, he touched on it. We got comfortable. They got comfortable after South Africa, and they went to Christchurch, and they got a performance in what unfolded, and Argentina got one over them. So they know now what is needed from All Blacks week in, week out. But is that enough for you to change your thoughts? Fozzie, Sam Kane, the leaders. The leaders were questioned during the week. Sam Whitelock. Has he still got a Brody Retallick and Dane Coles coming in, adding that much needed mongrel? Double eight, double three, or even better, give us a call. 0800 150 811. Got a question here. Hey, Izzy, why does it take a loss for this current All Black side to then respond like they did on the weekend? The weekend's game was the best I've seen All Blacks play in a long time. However, also, Sam Kane was good on the weekend. Still not sure if he is our best open side, though. That is from Chase from Waiuku. So be like Chase. Give us a message. 0800-150-811 or double eight double three. The phone lines are open for you to talk all blacks, to talk warriors. We want to hear from you. Give us a call. Yes, Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. Double eight double three on the temper bedpost text machine. Keep them coming through. Plenty of messages talking warriors, talking the rugby. We appreciate it. And Mark. Gee, great. That's the Cowboys stop. No, I haven't stopped the Cowboys, Marky. <laughs> oh, you're a cheeky fella, aren't you? Anyway, the phone lines are open on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800-150-811. And we've got Joey from Auckland, and he wants to talk All Blacks. Morena, Joe? Yeah, Morena, boys. It was a, that was a complete effort. You know, um, that was uh, fantastic. Their defence with the All Blacks was, was brutal. Um, it's yep. the best game I've seen Sam Kane play in probably eight or nine tests. And if that's what yep. you want to be as the number seven and the best in New Zealand, that's how you got to play. Because you've got guys behind you uh, in all positions that are pushing you. And and, yes. and now we're seeing that again. Are you there? Are you there, Joey? Sorry, I just and lost you, you for a bit. Yeah, are you there? Sorry, carry, yeah, carry on, mate. Got you back now. Yeah. Yeah, you, you do get a, probably, probably get a little bit complacent when you beat, you know, the, mm. the, um, uh, the world champions, and which you shouldn't, but it, it happens, you know. It, it's just one of those things. And and their uh, tactics, I thought, were fantastic. The little chips over the top. Sometimes we yeah. didn't get them, but it, it turns it turns the defence around, and that's what it's all about. And just on the, the Warriors, can be um, energy. Look, uh, their line speed when they get tired is, is terrible. You, you 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 should be up to where the guys playing the ball. That's where you should be trying to make your tackles because that's their, their advantage line. And you watch the Warriors and and not just the Warriors. Brisbane do it too when they get beat when they get beat by by a lot. They 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 um, they run up five meters and then they stop and they bought what they what I call ball watch. And I don't think the Warriors. Some of those players are as fit as they could be. And I yeah. think that's a big problem. And as he's pointed that out too, Joe, you're dead right. And and I pointed that out in the commentary for SCNZ on Saturday night that there was a set just before the young kid went through, they got the penalty, they they waltzed down the pitch 90 metres. You know what I mean? It was just, yeah. there was no line speed, there was no uh, collision, there was no winning of the ruck. And and in that in that last seven minutes, basically, that's how they got done. So good call there from Joey, and and, and smart observation. Yeah, very smart observation. And we touched on it. The fitness has been lacking. They the thirty five to forty minutes. That's when the Warriors are in the game, and then the back end they just fall away. So big preseason for Andrew Epps. Appreciate it, Sammy Kane's most complete performance. Here we go from Steve 
from Auckland. He's already sent a message about the Tanifa. How good were they, mate? Oh, morena, fellas. I, I tell you what, morning. That, that is that is some story when you when you actually think about um, they couldn't win a game in 2021, and all of a sudden they've gone. They've actually become the best defensive team um, in the NPC. It's just crazy. I was a bit concerned that maybe they hadn't quite got their attack right, but boy, that couple of the tries they've scored in recent games have just been out the gate for crying out loud. So I just, I just think there's been a real big shift in the in the union and in a lot of places. And um, I don't think they actually just listening to their quarterback, having been around some of the squad. I don't think they actually yeah. fear anybody at the minute, mm. and it's just yeah. it's just a real great success story. Because as Kempi would know, defence is not always something you you, you you can yes you can coach, but you also it's got to basically come. There's got to be a bit of mana about it and a bit of pride about it and defending your Tūranga Waiwai. So good luck to anybody that wants to travel to Whangarei <laughs> to try and um, yeah. to, 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 to try and knock knock them off. And just on the All Blacks, I just loved the ferocity. They were just fierce because, you know, the Argentinians were bringing it as well. We were just knocking them back over the advantage line. And, oh, man, I, I don't know about you guys, but, man, I just love defence. I love big shots. Never never ever wanted to be on the back end of it. <laughs> but, you know, just really great to see. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool weekend. Yeah, beautiful weekend, mate. Tani Fars, Rivers, Rehana, he has made a difference here in the 10 jersey. How good has he been? Great call there from Steve. Appreciate it. Talking All Blacks and Tani Far. And we got Sean from Auckland. He wants to talk some Warriors. Morning, jo- Morning Sean. Morning, boys. I'm going to make it a good one because it's the last one of the year, so I want to get it all off my chest. <laughs> get it off, brother. Look, Unleash. Oh, mate, I listen to Cameron George, and it's the same dribble we get every year on that interview and telling me, you know, I, you know me as a fan, spend my money watching them again next year. And, I mean, like, honestly, I mean, the fact we've got a coach coming Webster who can't even select his own staff, I mean, yeah. you just got to look what we've done to Reese Walsh as a player. I think the coaching and recruitment of this club has, has for years just gone absolutely unnoticed. It is pathetic how bad we are as a recruitment club, as a development club. You can guarantee next year, Katoa under Melbourne will be another one of those success stories because we all know the talent oh. the guy's got. But I'll tell you what, he was puffing yeah. and wheezing. I was going to take out the Ventolin to, to him on the weekend because he just, he's got no gas in the tank. <laughs> I've just got to the stage where I'm sick of hearing about next year and how good we're going to be yeah. when you've got a, we've got a coach that nobody else has even heard of coming to coach here, been given Justin Morgan, old Justin, who should be just out, who's been there for six years under an inept defensive setup, and we've got him again next year. Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter what players they get. And I'm gonna say, they've got some all right signings coming next year, but they're not the right sort of signings, in my, in my opinion. And I'm not oh. an expert, but I tell you what, I've watched enough of this, this club to see that we're, you know, unfortunately, Warriors fans, we've got the same shit, sorry, we've got the same <laughs> rubbish built up next year. And I just... Mm. Mate, I reckon you're like many, Sean. I reckon you are like many, mate. Passionate and just sick of the same old story and situation it's every single year. Yeah. Very frustrated, Kimpy. Sean is frustrated and he'd be frustra- frustrated like many, many around the country. We appreciate your call. Sean from Auckland. Be like Sean, 0800 150. Hey, we've got one more before we head off.
Graham from Christchurch talking NPC and all backs. Morning, Graham. G'day, Izzy. How are you? Oh, very good. Very good, Graham. Hi. How are you, bud? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know me through the Crusaders, kind of the training. I do, mate. You're very yeah, passionate, yeah. mate. Yay. What I do you got for us? Canterbury. You enjoy that I on the weekend? The, I was at the Canterbury. I heard you at the game. Uh, some friends of mine, because yeah, I know you're at Hawks Bay, but you, you give some love for Canterbury, I know, for the Crusaders. But yeah, I was very pleased. Yes. Great game yesterday. Great game. Um, yes. You know, that was tough. Hawks Bay, like like Steve Harris said about Northland, you know, the Hawks Bay have been good for yeah. two years now, and they beat us last year. So I was pretty relieved. You know, Billy Harmon's try uh, broke the game oh. up a bit for Canterbury, but Hawks Bay still were in the game. And, um, you know, Fergus Burks, I think, really made big strides this year for the for the Red and Blacks. But it was a good, great game and great weather, too. It's great to have day rugby, mm. isn't it? Izzy? It was. It was very good, Graham. Hey, we're going to have to shoot off, Graham, but we appreciate your call. Uh, give us another call, mate. We'd love to hear from you. I know you got something on the All Blacks, but yes, Billy Harmon. I think that was Ford. No, I'm only joking. That wasn't full, mate. Great try. What a game. NPC is back and flying. We'll be back shortly. You listen to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Yes, great to have you on the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 150 Give us a call anytime. We'd love to hear from you, or even better, or even temper bedpost text machine, double eight double three. A few messages here. Morning, team. David Harvilly has soft hands, so classy. Reminds me of the great counties man, Bruce Robinson. That is from Reese. Well, Reese, David Harvelli is coming up after 8 o'clock. We're going to talk to the centre. The second five who had his most complete performance with his partner in crime, Rico Ioani, coming up after 8 o'clock. Up the bush pigs. That is from Brendan. Yes, the bush pigs getting the job done. Give us Trust one, Kempe. Trust your pig. Trust your G- pig. Give us the noise. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the pigs getting it done over the weekend. How good. Jim Tamuka, AB's turn up to play and led by the captain. Showed us all why they're more than capable. Well played, boys. Can they turn up for Mr. Bledisloe? Only they know. Coming up, David Arvelli. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. SENZ, Monday, the 5th of September. It's just Kempe and myself. we got Neeps in the back room. Joey Bell pushing the buttons. Doing all right. Not a bad day for Joey. Only a couple of little hiccups, but it's all right. That's to be expected from our good mate. No, Joey, doing a great job, mate. And uh, Aroha, doing an even better job. 
Appreciate all your updates throughout the morning. Coming up, we're going to announce the winner. Today's the day we announce the winner for Quizzy Dag. We've been holding a competition. Quizzy Dag, you win, you go on the draw. Well, today is the day. 8.40, announcing the winner to head over to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willamette Travel to the V8 Supercars 500. Oh, yes. What a prize pack. Anyway, 8.40, we announce it. So stay tuned. Coming up, we're going to talk some more rugby. Look at that stat, Kempi. These are the stats from the game uh, over the weekend. Handling errors, we've already touched on it. Three handling errors for the 80 minutes. Total turnovers of six compared to Argentina's 13 and 15. Carries 142 compared to Argy's 102. Metres gained 460 compared to 270. Line breaks 9 and 5. But this is probably the most telling, and, and what a performance from, from uh, Samasoni and Dane Coles, the niggly Dane Coles when he come on. Line out throw success, 100%. 14 mm. from 14. So a clinical performance from our All Blacks, and someone that was very, very good over the weekend is on the line now, David Harvey. On Saturday, the All Blacks reaped the rewards from all the hard mahi they've been putting in behind the scenes with a dominant win over the Pumas and Hamilton. The win was highlighted by a terrific performance from our midfield pairing of Harvey and Yuani, who were instrumental on both sides of the pill. One of those men is on the line now, and as we welcome in the great Crusader, and not a bad golfer on his day, on the show, David Harvey. Morning, Davey. Morning, Buzz. How are you? Ah, morning, very good, mate. It's been a good morning. We are talking a, a bit of Warriors, but talking uh, a lot of All Blacks too, mate. Uh, it's a difference. What a week makes for the All Blacks and for yourselves, mate. When you dig a little bit deeper, Davey, was there much of a change? What was the big change for you as a group to get it so right? Oh, I think, yeah, yeah like you said, it's, uh, we just needed to focus on our week a bit better and um, rectify a few things. I thought our discipline was a lot better, and uh, we gave them less opportunities in our 22. And um, I thought we created to our full pack. You know, they're really well around their line out and set piece, and um, they got us a lot of ball front football. So that uh, made a lot of difference for us. Hey, Dave. Well done on the weekend, mate. Um, was it part of the plan to find the space, like run into run into space, find the space when you're carrying the football? Cheers, mate. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, we just wanted to, uh, I guess, give a, give our back three a lot of ball and give them opportunities. And we found a lot of kick space and it made a lot of bobble ball. And um, we got a few of those 50-50s back. And, um, you know, we, we played on top a lot. So, um, yeah, I think it was uh, a big focus for us just to get the ball into the likes of Will and Rico um, and Geordie at the back there. So um, we wanted to give them a bit of space. Mate, I think your triple threat, uh, Davey was was world class. Your distribution, we've already had a message of you've got silky hands, so your passing, your ability to hit anyone anywhere is world class. But then your kicking, like on the weekend we saw a bit of kicking from yourself, finding that space. Is that was that all part of the plan and was that was that how you were able to unlock Rico? I thought Rico had probably his performance. So is that something you were trying to trying to do to be able to help Rico do what he does? Yeah, I think once we get a bit of go for ball, it sort of manipulates the backfield. And um, look, I like to try and show my skill set every now and then. So, um, and it takes a little bit of heat off Richie and Nug. So, if I can 
you know, execute those kicks every now and then to find a bit of space. Um, and we did in the weekend. It wasn't only, on, only for me. I thought Rich had a great kicking game around finding the space. And um, look, we, we got a few balls back and it just meant, meant it gave Rico a, a bit of space out there as well. So you just seen when he got the ball, ball in his hands, he, he broke a few tackles and got us over that game line. Hey, David, uh, Joe Smith, the attacking coach, what, what has he bought uh, that's been different from the other guys? Oh, I think it's just um, the extra bit of detail he brings. He's um, really diligent around us, making sure we execute under pressure. And um, throughout the last couple of weeks I've, I've been around him, he's just been able to help me um, execute those three things around making sure I put him guys in space and uh, making the right decisions at the right time. And he's real passionate about um, getting the best out of us at training, and I think we did that this week. Yeah. And well, mate, you saw it with Joe Smith. I thought the the phase play attack was great, but it all come down to, like you said, the ability to get behind Argentina. Was that a main focus? You saw uh, the Argentina with David Kidwell, their ability to try and ragdoll you and keep you up and and keep you on your feet. So, how were you? What was the main focus to to nullify Argentina's ability to to, to dominate that contact area? Yeah, we well, seen that last week. They they got double shoulders on us and they stopped our game line. So. We just wanted to put our boys in, I guess, weak shoulders and be able to get in behind them. And once we did that, um, we started playing on top. And then, um, you know, the likes of uh, Caleb and Rico and that, they got out into those wide channels. And then it just made uh, for extra space everywhere. And then that brought into our kicking game. So um, I think moving forward, we need to keep doing that and uh, moving teams around. And when we get those um, game line carries, we're a different team. Dave, you, you just talked about the, the preparation and uh, Joe Smith being really focused on your preparation at training and that. Has there been a lift at training during the week and, and that's a noticeable difference taking that into the game? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, it was pretty physical, the, the Thursday training and even the Tuesday, so <laughs> we wanted to go out and stamp a mark early. Um, yeah, I think Gov said it. Um, during the week in, in media he said it was probably one of the physical um, four-pack trainings I've had so we we're definitely up for it but I think it's about us being consistent in each week and making sure we have those trainings and be able to perform on the weekend as well. And, and Colsey and Guzzler, and they obviously seen what happened at the end, I can only imagine what Colsey was doing out there babe. but the influence on the, on the group this week, they make a difference? Yeah, sure, I think it just just their experience coming off the bench. Uh, they've been there numerous amount of times and just adding that experience to be able to, you know, finish teams off in that last 20 was sort of, um, you know, let them back in in the last sort of 30 to 20 minutes in the last game. So we wanted to make sure that uh, we finished them off. And I thought Guzzler and um, uh, Colsey coming in added, added the difference and, you know, for the niggle as well, which is which always quite good. And just quickly before we let you, we let you go, Davey, I know that you've got to go hit the golf course um, shortly. But, um, mate, we haven't yet put in a back-to-back performance. We've had a good performance and then we've shied away. We've put a good performance we've, we've shied away. So what's going to be the the keys to this week? When you assemble in Australia, over heading over to Melbourne, playing a Thursday night test, which is unheard of. So... What do you do? Because you're a leader in that group, no doubt. You're a leader and amongst the group. So what do you do? have to do as leaders to ensure uh, everything has done right and we can get a back-to-back performance? Yeah, that's, and that's the challenge for us uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're going over to 
Australia with, with you know everything to play for the the rugby championship and not only that the blenders low so there's going to be no motivation needed it's about us making sure we get our week right and um, understanding the detail around our game and how we want to play so um, you know I thought we got that right this week and but like you said it's been sort of up and down and we'll be focusing on on this the detail but part about our game and no doubt that Australia will be coming hard at the breakdown and uh, we'll, we'll need to rectify a few things to, to make sure that we get the performance that we want. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's going to be an awesome couple of weeks. Oh, it's the most anticipated Bledisloe Cup series for a very long time, David. We can't wait. Quickly, before we let you go, mate, you're home. You've got a couple of days back in your own bed. What is David Harvilli doing his week off? Yeah, like you said, there's a bit of, bit of golf, I think. Um, catch up a few of the boys. I'd say catch up George Bridge and Jumbo. Um, for a quiet beer, but look, I'd say a lot of golf's on the cards, bro. Yeah, you, you want me to tune you up tomorrow? <laughs> oh, if you, if, if you got it in you? Well, I tuned you up when you were down here in Christchurch last time. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, we appreciate you coming on, mate. Honestly, uh, a noticeable difference and what a week makes. Uh, just continue that form and, and whatever you did right in Hamilton, keep doing it because it worked, mate. Appreciate your time, Davey. Cheers, lads. Thanks for having me. There he is. David Harvelli, uh, probably their most complete performance. And, you know, and Fozzie, you know, we trust because there was question marks about bringing different personnel in. And, you know, it's only one performance, and Davey knows that. We know that, Kempe, but have they done enough to ensure we trust that pairing going forward? Oh, look, I think I think the uh, the stats, why Fozzie didn't change, you know, the stats were all on the right side of the ledger there. They just didn't execute properly. Um, interesting to hear him say that they got double shoulders on them and that you've got to have that to catch the player to hold them up, you know what I mean? So they, they made a shift in this, just their, their attitude. For me, listening, they make a shift in their attitude to training. They get really physical. Like you've always said, you've got to train like you're going to play with intensity. They go out there and then they deliver what, what has been a slight change, which is finding space and getting behind the line with those little kicks and so on. So it's, it's, it ain't rocket science, but it makes such a difference to a side that has so much skill and that can go out one week and lose to Argentina and then the next week put 50 points on them. So they've got a blueprint here to take into Aussie and the splitters, I think, is he? And the main thing is is preparation. Like, pre- prepare really well and execute what you're being told to do and you and you come out on top. Prepare well, for sure. You've nailed it right there, Kempi. And, and they've, they've touched on it. They got comfortable and, and they probably didn't. You know, Steve Hansen says, when you're washing a window, when you're washing a window, you think the window's done. You've thoroughly washed it. You've gone over everything. But you just skip those corners, those little you know, gnarly little corners, those little bits in the corner there. You don't just quite get into them. That is skipping that bit of detail. If you walk, if you skip that, then you're skipping those little bit of extras that you might not need to do that you feel like, nah, I've done enough. If you skip those corners, you haven't done enough, mate. And that's uh, what they did last week. They ticked everything and they covered and they washed that entire window and uh, and got the job done. So, but the question is, and what everyone's wanting to see, is back-to-back back performance. Because good teams put out a performance, but great teams back it up week in, week out. And that's mm. what we need to see from our All Blacks. And we've got a few messages here, Kempe. Just heard someone praising the wee kicks. AB's done only a matter of weeks ago. I was hearing fans wanting the wee kicks to stop. Glad Kane and the boys 
up a few troll oh, <laughs> shut up a few trolls on Saturday. Well done, AB's never lost faith, and that is from Mark. Appreciate your message, Mark. And is he something I've learned off you? And I noticed big time watching live on Saturday. The boys were big, back in the game, really quick off the deck. Yes, Brett, back in the game. No logs. I was a log a few times, and I got sprayed, lying on ground. No good to me. Get mm. up and get back in the game, Israel. So yeah, plenty of bigs. No logs. Logs. Brett's, uh, dead, observation dead on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, mate. Dead ends. <laughs> Don't get. Put on your back. Get put on your tummy, mate. It's uh, now it's good. Good little catch up there with David Harvey to talk about the All Blacks and and uh, well, that success they had over Argentina. Mate, Enrique did you ever Iwani. get to see Bruce Robinson play? I did. Yep, watched yep. Bruce play. I never, obviously, he was a bit before my time, but seen snippets of it. Kimpy, very, very classy, silky. Yeah, he was one of the. He was one of my idols growing up. You know, watching him play. With his long blonde locks swaying in the back mm. when he ran, and just honestly, his passing game was second to none. He is mm. so good. I'm setting the outside of the light, so it's a really good accolade putting Dave Hoverley in that um, that category because I think he's one of the greatest centres we've ever had. We've been blessed, Kempy. We've been blessed oh, we in have. this country with centres, haven't we? If you think of the great centres, the Walter Littles, the Frank Bunces. The Mars, the Conrads, you know, Schuster, the, the Robinson, Stanley, Schuster's, you know, like mate, we're Aramias, the Umangas, like we've had plenty mm. gone by. What has been your favourite uh, centre pairing? Give us a text, double eight, double three. We'd love to hear from you because when you think about it, man, we've been blessed. We have been blessed, and as this centre pairing, which is taking a bit of time, Havili and Yuani, the one that is going to take us forward. Uh, they show glimpses on the weekend. Can they continue that on? We'll soon see the Bledisloe Cup. You got to remember, it's next week. Uh, next week can be a Thursday night game, nine forty-five PM. I can't wait. I reckon you've hit the nail on the head. It's the most anticipated Bledisloe for years. Mm. You know, mm. no one knows. Normally, you just go, "Well, we'll put, just leave the, the trophy here in the cabinet. We don't even have to dust it off." You know, but. Yep. I dare say they'll have it in a box parked up in a hotel somewhere just in case because they don't know themselves whether or not they're going to perform. So if they can get back-to-back, if they can prepare and they can get some momentum going, well, you know, you never know. You never know. They might just go and do what they did, have done for the last few years and dial them up. And don't don't forget, it's the Aussies. So come on. <laughs> yeah, if Aussies are going to get one over us, it's right now. It's right now because Melbourne... Oh, AFL, we've been shunted. That's how big AFL is over the weekend. And if you don't know, follow Louis because he's a passionate AFL fan. It was one of the greatest playoffs ever. There was only a few points between every game. And, uh, I'm laughing at this he text here. I'm laughing at this text. Yeah. He goes, love your analogy with Windows currently doing that here in Tauranga. <laughs> Cheers, Chris, the window from Chris's uh, CKS window cleaning. Mate, and he'd be doing the windows at the moment. If Chris is doing your windows, I bet you they're spotless today. <laughs> Make sure you clean those corners, Chris. All right, send us a photo. Send us a photo of those corners being cleaned because no doubt you've skipped a few corners in your day when you can't be bothered, eh? Uh, that's the part where you, that's what AB is. You can't skip those corners. SBW and Nonu, ALB. Don't forget we have Anton Leonard Brown coming back <clears throat> into the midfield. So there are some stocks to be coming and filling that up. Jim Tamuka. Boys, does anyone know the last time the Black Caps and ABs both touring Australia at the same time? Great shout, Jim. 
Great shout. I don't remember the last time that they were both touring at the same time, but keep those messages coming through. Temper Bim Post text machine. That was David Harvilly. Coming up, we're going to have a chat to Paulie Moati for our TAB live catch-up. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, good morning. Time to hear from Paulie Moati, the party. Time for a TAB live update. Bet live in your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Moati, I was thinking of you. Good morning, my friend. During that All Blacks yeah. test, I was, I was thinking of that, that punter that put 5,000 on Argentina. Yeah, and he wasn't the only one. There are a number of punters <laughs> that followed him in uh, and jumped on the... It's not often the All Blacks win by a country mile and we collect a wee bit of cash. The, 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 the amount of uh, interest on Argentina in that match was was very, very interesting to be fair. And, and I think we've seen that trend over the last half a dozen games that have involved the All Blacks. Just There's been a wee bit of a tide towards the opposition. Uh, I'll admit I was one of them as well. I jumped on Argentina as well. Um, and uh, I also jumped on South Mays. Um, oh, so you uh, stopped uh, them both. Oh, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. yeah, it was it was a tough weekend at times. Although a couple of uh, the favourites got up, Mr. Brightside uh, was it Zaki? Yeah, so uh, there, there, there was there, there was some good good football played as well. Um, I'm just looking ahead to the NRL playoffs, and we've already taken significant action on the Penrith Panthers to win their uh, playoff game Ooh. against the Parramatta Eels. What, so a pair, what a Parramatta early playing, money. Paulie? Uh, let's have a look. Parramatta are around the $3 mark. The Panthers are $1.37. Panthers are eight-and-a-half-point favourites. Um, but early money, and there has been a wee bit, uh, on the Panthers at $1.37 to win that match. Of course, they basically played a reserve-grade side in the final round of the regular season. Uh, so their players will be uh, well-rested. Well, Cleary will definitely be well-rested. This will be his first match back in about five or six weeks. But uh, at the moment, all the money going the way of the Penrith Panthers at $1.37. How would your horse be going if you rested it leading into a Group 1? Do you think it'd be fit enough or would it be a gallop short? Well, it, I mean, it, well, 25, 26 weeks of NRL footy, uh, throw in some state of origin as well. Uh, there'll be a number of sore bodies who wouldn't mind a rest. Mm. Um, it, it's just a matter of can they get back up to speed when that uh, whistle blows at the start of the game on Friday night. I think they will be able to. Um, they've had a tough, tough season. Uh, well, Fisher Harris, he's been in, in, in amongst. Been one of the best forwards uh, in the competition uh, all season long. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I think it's the right decision for the Panthers myself. Nice, nice. Yeah. And what, what's happened to the Bledisloe market, Paulie, after that win on the weekend? Uh, let's see. I think the boys are still uh, having a look at that as we speak. Um, I, I, it, because, as you say, it's, it's been a topsy-turvy uh, tournament in the rugby championship. Um, there's just been no real consistency. Um, the All Blacks at the moment, fifty to win the rugby championship. Uh, the South Africans are three twenty-five, uh, Australia eight dollars, and the Argentinians twenty-one dollars. Of course, South Africa—they've uh, got a couple of matches to come against Argentina and the All Blacks and Australia, uh, home and away, 
uh, over the next, uh, was it, three weeks. So dollar fifty on the All Blacks favourites to win the rugby championship. South Africans on the second line are betting at three twenty-five. Uh, they are the team that we've seen the most action on. South Africa at three twenty-five are the best backed in that rugby championship outright winner market. Beautiful, the most anticipated Bledisloe series for a long time. Thursday night test match, what the hell, I've never heard of it. But anyway, next Thursday, the All Blacks yeah. taking on the Wallabies. Oof, anything else, Don't boy? forget the US Open, boys. Yeah, the US yeah. Open uh, later on this afternoon. Uh, Daniil Medvedev up against mm. Nick Kyrgios. Uh, Medvedev, $1.50. Nick Kyrgios, two fifty-five. Funnily enough, we've taken some cash on Nick Kyrgios. To upset Medvedev, two fifty-five on Nick Kyrgios, and don't forget we've got the tennis bonus back promotion on all those men's and women's singles matches. Uh, so just head to the TOB website, the Punters Lounge, check out all the T's and C's. It has been very, very popular. Rafael Nadal, a very warm favourite, a dollar seventeen to beat Francis Tiafo at four seventy. That's, that, that's not warm. That's steaming hot. Mr. Brightside probably should have been paying $1.17 on the weekend to be fair Wow, that was a run, how good was that And if so for me, well, nah, don't even bring it up, I'm having nightmares already Anyway, Paulie Whitey, thank you so much mate, we'll chat to you tomorrow That was your TAB update, bet live on your favourite sports, download the TAB app today But please Gamble responsibly, R18. Coming up, we're going to get the choices flooring poll result. Before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. and Kepi for breakfast. It's 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Boys, we're doing a little bit of love racing update now that Izzy's away. Uh, sorry, Louis's away. I'm filling in for that as well. Gosh. Heaven help us. Oh, what do you, what do you <laughs> got for us, shall we? <laughs> yes. Well, Come on, Joey. Lads, fortunately for me, last night was the uh, Horse of the Year Awards. And oh, was yeah, it? yeah, it was. In fact, did you, did you know that SNZ sponsored the um, the title award, the Horse of the Year award? It was called the SNZ Horse oh. of the Year award. Yeah, it was Who won it, not? Uh, Proper Wheel won it for the second year in a row. Oh, of course. Well deserved. Wow. Well deserved. The great Proper Wheel. Mm. Yeah, and uh, elsewhere, yes. uh, Imperatriz, um, she won the three year olds uh, of the year, uh, being now yep. the chosen one and the Cossack. And then. Mm. Um, yeah, that's pretty the much jam, it. Did Jam get the mudlark of the year? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 I know. And then our choices flooring poll, boys. Uh, yep, Sam Kane with 42%. He, uh, uh, our punters have decided that he is uh, all black that whose profile was most boosted by the win on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Pretty obvious that one, yeah, isn't it? Of course. Uh, Joey and Kempe, pretty obvious with Sammy Kane. Yeah, probably the performance he needed to really silence. A few critics there, Kempi. On oh, oh, Imperatriz, Kempi. Oh, they, 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 uh, they put something on Sevens Horse Racing uh, Instagram the other day, and I was following, they talked about all the horses to watch over the summer, and mm. they, they, didn't, they didn't put Imperatriz in there. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm sitting there going, mate, I've got a feeling Imperatriz can go over and, and really get one up over the Aussies. I'll tell you what, if she goes and the very first time it runs, I'm on it. Mm. 
you know, because mm. I'll get the odds wrong. If they, if they ain't following what she's doing over here, mate, she's a, I think she's forty for the Tarzino, she, and, and rightly yep. so. Um, after her last effort, well, after the two efforts, I think mm. the, the horse definitely to be, definitely def, definitely scared a few off already. Um, mm. But I think she can go over there, is he? I think she'd go over there and, and do really well. Yeah, look, it's, it's a, so what, when you dig a bit deeper, what's her favourite track? Like, what, what if she conditions, like, she's obviously been racing on soft here, and the way that she can get through the soft ground is phenomenal. But if she's given a good track over in Australia, will that suit her? Is that something that will suit in Petrus? Well, she can, go on, she can go on both. Obviously, you don't want to... Mm. What, what they're talking about is plenty more rain through this El Nino um, weather pattern. So oh, man. You'd think that, rain look is horrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, you think the tracks would, would actually suit her, given the given the last effort. Um, and going that way around, too, you know, like where she came... Where was that going to suit? Maybe Melbourne it suits her better mm. with the, with the, with the yep. way the tracks go. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to to see what Mark of them do with her. You know, she's uh, I think I think our horse of the year in the making for next year, and she's on target. Like everything's lining up for her just to win everything over here. Like win wins everything this year. Yeah, no, you think you did right there, and just seeing what probably was able to do over in Australia just gives me a lot of excitement and anticipation to see what Imperatrice can do over in Australia. I've got a few messages. On the temper bedpost ticks machine. Hey, Izzy, what happened to our magpies, mate? Hard to watch up the bay. Cheers, Callum. Callum, what happened is, wow, we wavered towards the end there. And Lincoln McClutchy actually got injured. And uh, kind of just disrupted them a wee bit. And those back-to-back tries when um, Billy Harmon ran, I think it was like 70 metres to get the job done and score a try. And then... Brad, we, we kicked that penalty, and I thought, ah, yes, we've got a chance here. And it was very windy, I must say. The game was so windy, and the Magpies were into it. She was a 20-point win, I reckon, and they did so well to get up 25-8 and into the win. I was thinking, we're home and hose here, and I was chahooing and being arrogant as ever in the stands against uh, winding up Matt Todd's kids. But then we kicked that penalty. We're up 28-25. We kicked the penalty, and, um, yeah... We got the kickoff. Brad Webber went to do a box kick, and it was a good kick, and then the wind just sailed it out. They got a turnover. They just held the ball. Tomati Williams was huge coming on. They built a lot of momentum, then Tom Christie scores the winner to really sink Hawks Bay's ship. <sighs> but as a proud old boy, I was very proud of that. Best thing about that, Kempe, is the kids got to run off, run on after the game. Oh, yeah, they got to cool, go on eh? and see the lads. It was cool, man. Like, ah, look, he was in there. I lost them. I lost him and Ben Fennell's son, and I had all the kids. I took Matt Todd's son in there, Ben Fennell's son. I had all the kids with me, and as soon as we got on there, I lost them, and then parents were coming up. The mums were going, where the kids? I was like, I don't know. They're in there somewhere. <laughs> I lost all the kids. <laughs> and it makes but it's so good. Yeah. It was so good. I remember that. You'd have memories of that. Uh, I remember them all coming on. The kids would run on, and they'd get, go for your ties on your socks. Because yeah. yeah. especially in the UK, they'd, they'd um, cut ties, you know, like you Back in New Zealand, you usually used old uh, electrical tape, wasn't it? You know, do, do your, pull your socks mm. up, put electrical tape around it. 
But in England, they would cut these like muslin cloth ties and you'd tie them up. And the kids would come on and they'd be battling for your ties, mate. They're going to have your ties. And you go, yeah, man, I don't know what you want these for. They're huckle little things, you know what I mean? And you'd give them to them. But I don't know, there must have been some something, you know, I've got Tony Kemp's ties or, you know, Dean Bell's ties or whatever back in those days. And um, I remember going to international footy. And I remember the, we played this one game in Palmerston North. Man, and it was like, you know, you got that race. You used to have a racetrack around Palmerston North um, at Mano Two on their, their rugby ground. Well, at the, it was this game we played against Australia. It was so packed. They they oversold the tickets. And after the game, you couldn't get off the pitch, mate. You're like just trying to walk through the crowd and everyone's got hold of you. And I'm, I think that would never happen today where the crowd where the crowd was allowed to get that close to players. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting, but they they uh, I take my hats off to Canterbury. We're letting the kids on the field. It was cool, and they love it. That's memories for a lifetime. Do you know the saddest thing? Daisy was we were in bed last night, and then I was saying, "Oh, how Arlo loved it." And she goes, "Yeah, do you know what he came up and said to me?" I said, "You what?" And he goes, "Why doesn't Dad play rugby? All the other kids' dads play rugby." And I was like, "Oh, oh, man!" I was like, "Oh, he's and like Daisy was, oh, he's got bad knees, son. He used, you know, he used to play, and he, she was, he was like." Oh, I wish my dad played rugby. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Well, your dad's old, Arlo. Your dad's got bad knees, and, well, he's got a big puku now, so that's just real. You know how you sort that out? Way. You know how you sort that out? You get Arlo, and you get all yeah. of the boys around, Arlo and all the boys, yeah. and then you say, right, yeah. it's me against all of you, and you tell them <laughs> up, mate. You absolutely <laughs> tell them up, and those kids will go home saying, Arlo's dad, he can play. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a little tune up, you reckon? Give him a tune up. Don't worry, I'll, you know I'll be rules. doing that all over Sun. I'll be doing that all over Sunma, and I'll be fending them and throwing them all over the front yard. I can't wait. Oh, it was crack up. It was crack up. You know, message from Jared Smith at Smithy Sun. He's all over horse racing. He knows she's going to the Empire Rose on Derby Day at Flemington. Already eight bucks into three dollars fifty over there. Bookies are well aware of Imperatries. Mm, okay. They're well aware of imperatives. Well, and come on, Jared. Game. You should have given us a text, mate. We would love the eight bucks. <laughs> mate, he doesn't miss much, old Jared. He's no, all he over doesn't. the punting setup. Um, but, yeah, we're going to go away. Remember, we're going to announce the winner shortly. We're going to announce the winner for Quizzy Dag. This has been the longest competition in SENZ history, and we're about to announce it today. The winner, Carmen up, going to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willem and Travel. Whoa. Ian, might be you. Well, it might not. Did you enter? Because he's got his annual leave in at work six weeks ago, and he'll be on the tubes next Thursday watching the All Blacks. So there you go. Oh, Ian, has he got a chance? We'll soon see. We'll be back shortly. Listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Oh, Kempi. Come on. Yes. You know what that means, Kempi. You know what that means. It's time. It is time to announce our winner of Quizzy Dag. Willem and Travel flying you and one other over to the Gold Coast. Accommodation flights all taken care of. All you had to do was win Quizzy Dag and you go in the draw. Well... Today's the day we announced that winner. And well, DJ 
Joey. Call our winner. Neeps. Hello, is that Ryan's? It is. Hello, Ryan. Have you? I was just ringing. I'm part of uh, New Zealand Immigration. I'm just wondering if you've got an updated passport. <laughs> uh, I actually don't, is he? But we've got an urgent one on the way. Well, you better get it sorted, mate, because you're going to the Gold Coast, Coast baby! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Celebrate good time Ryan 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 mate Ryan turn up from Christchurch is our winner of Quizzy Dag him and one other are heading to the Gold Coast courtesy of Willing and Travel you better get that emergency passport brother because it is time who are you taking I'd love to say one of my mates but I'll probably have to take the one Oh, Oh, you've done well there. You have done well there, mate. Have you ever been to the supercars? I haven't, no. So, yeah, I look forward to it. It'll be good. Oh, mate. Give Give us a little spiel before you head off, mate. Give us a little spiel before you head off. Like, what does this mean to you, mate? Obviously, we haven't had any travel for the last three years, but give us a little shout out to Willamette Travel. What does this do? For Ryan from Christchurch. Oh, um, oh, it's probably just a good reward, you know. Like I've had three years of hard work. I'm a career driver, so she's been she's been a big three years. And then, yeah, it'd just be good to to have a weekend away with the wife, I suppose. Wow, there no you kids. go, mate. And I, no, no kids. Well, you get those babysitters sorted, Ryan, because you and your Beautiful wife for heading over to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willamette Travel. Flights and accommodation sorted. Enjoy, Ryan. Enjoy. Keep delivering those presents, mate. Without you, well, my wife wouldn't be getting all those packages every day. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Legend. Cheers, boys. Thanks to Willamont as well. Well done, Ryan. Oh, there he is. He has a, his passport's out of date, but he's got one on the way. Do you think he might have had a little inkling he was going to be our winner? Oh, no, nah, no, nah, it's hey. federal. A little second sense, eh? He's going to get the job done. Now, nah, awesome. We appreciate Willamette Travel for offering up uh, that package to head over. We appreciate all our passionate callers every single morning. You've come on. You've entered the draw 300,000 times, and we appreciate it here. And we, could, we wish we could have given it to you all. But there can only be one winner, and that is Ryan Turner from Christchurch. Congratulations. He is heading over to the Gold Coast, courtesy of William Trey. He's taking his wife. He's taking his wife. What kind? That's a beautiful gesture, and it can be you would have taken your beautiful darling, wouldn't you? Oh, 100%, mate. There's no one else I would have taken. I would have thrown you in the suitcase, because um, <laughs> you're good fun as well. But def- definitely, you know, going to the Gold Coast, what a, what a good place to go. Spend a weekend with a wife, you know, pina coladas on the beach, maybe catching, catching some races, maybe in the afternoon, and then... Yeah, the ra- the racing five hundred on the Gold Coast. Pfft. Nothing better, Ooh. is he? Nothing better. I can't wait for my Nothing. ticket to arrive. 
<laughs> so <laughs> we, we, you notice how we didn't get invited? No, you notice that? I, I actually thought when he said, oh, I was know, like waiting. I'd love to, when he said, I'd love to take my mates, I thought, actually, he's going to say one of us. I wonder who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to take you. But no, he didn't even, he just swept place. Oh, the whole time I've been going, I'm going. The whole time I've been going, I'm going. Are you going? <laughs> oh, there you go. Mark's come through. Massive congrats to Ryan. Sounds like a good rooster who deserves this. That is from Mark, our good friend. From Tauranga, dead right, Marky. But well, we wish we could have given it to you all. We appreciate all your support and messages on the Temper Bedpost text machine. We're going to shoot off and we're going to come back and hear from Smithy. It's time to sleep on it. Thanks to Temper. Smithy coming up. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.